Hello, and welcome to the Highly Spirited Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie McNew. I love all things boozy and boozy. So this is a show where I bring you some spirit or cocktail history and a ghost or folklore or something supernatural-esque story. So let's get ready to get lit and get scared. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we have a fun tropical cocktail for us. It is the painkiller, and it for sure cures what ails you. So even if you can't get away on a tropical vacation this summer to enjoy one beachside, this drink is simple enough to make it home and enjoy in your own backyard. The painkiller consists of two to four ounces of Pooster's rum. I would go for four. I like my drinks boozy. Equal parts pineapple juice, one ounce of orange juice, one ounce of cream of coconut. You add all the ingredients to a shaker with ice, shake it all up, and strain it into a hurricane glass. And then you sprinkle it with some nutmeg and garnish with a pineapple wheel or pineapple wedge, whatever your preference is. And you might think the nutmeg is unnecessary, but it makes a difference. It just adds like a little pizzazz. I like the nutmeg sprinkle, okay? You may have noticed that I said Pusser's rum in that recipe, and honestly, any dark rum that you have on hand will work, but the origins of this cocktail call for Pusser's brand exclusively. Pusser's rum is a recreation of the Royal Navy's rum issued to sailors until the 1970s. Pusser's is made and blended on the British Virgin Islands, island of Tortula. The painkiller was also invented in the British Virgin Islands in the 70s by bartender Daphne Henderson, who worked at the Soggy Dollar Bar. And the Soggy Dollar Bar looks just like a little dream of a beach dive bar. It's so cute. It's located on the island of Jost Van Dyke, BVI. And it's named the Soggy Dollar due to having no dock. So patrons would have to swim in with their Soggy Dollars. <laughs> just It just makes sense. <laughs> so enjoy that. Quick little history there invented by Daphne. Absolutely enjoy it. It's everything tropical you want it to be. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with some ghost stories of the Caribbean. And yes, I do pronounce it Caribbean. If you pronounce it Caribbean, don't come for me, okay? (laughs) I will be right back. Welcome back, guys. Let's jump into some ghosts of the Caribbean. First, we will visit the Eden Brown Estate on the island of Nevis. The estate was once a plantation, but is now just in ruins. Its story is one of heartbreak. In 1822, Julia Huggins was all set to marry the love of her life and live happily ever after at this estate following the nuptials. But her soon-to-be husband and his best man got into a duel and her fiancé died. Dude, I know men do some stupid things before their wedding, but like a duel, really? Like, do you go in thinking you were going to win or did you really just like not want to get married that bad? (laughs) The death of her would-be husband threw Miss Julia into a downward spiral and she became reclusive, residing in the estate alone. It is said that Julia's spirit still remains on the estate in a state of sorrow looking for her lost love. Oh, that's a sad ghost. Let's head over to the Barbados for what may be more of an urban legend rather than a ghost story. This is a tale of a crypt within which the coffins mysteriously move around. This is the story of Chase Crypt located at Christ Church Parish Church. The vault was first home to the coffin of Mrs. Goddard, who was placed there in 1807. The vault was reopened a year later in 1808 to lay, lay to rest two-year-old Anne Maria Chase. Her older sister, Dorcas Chase, passed away in 1812, and her body and coffin were also added to the vault. 
All was well. Everyone believed they were resting in peace until later in 1812 when their father, Thomas Chase, passed away as well. So this family had a lot of loss in like a five-year span. So 1807, 1812, 1808, just a lot happening there. When the vault was opened to lay Thomas to rest, the girls' coffins appeared to be thrown about and not in their original positions. And this made no logical sense to anyone. The coffins were very heavy, made of lead, and the door to the crypt was a large stone that apparently took six to seven very strong men to move. The floor of the crypt was also just sand, so no footprints were detected in the sand, as would be expected if humans were moving the coffins around. They're going to leave some boot prints for sure. The men placing Mr. Chase's coffin moved the girls back into their proper places and closed the vault. So you know what? We think it's weird, but you know, let's just put him back and go about our day. It seems like what they did. The vault was reopened again in 1816 and again in 1819 for new burials, and the coffins were thrown about out of place each time, again with no human prints found on the sand floor. A few different theories on who or what moved the coffins do exist. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, you know, that one, believed that animal magnetism was the cause. I, let's, let's elaborate on that. Hold on a second. <laughs> so animal magnetism is really just, I'm Googling it, is an invisible force possessed by all living things, including humans, animals, and vegetables. Like, I guess it's just, you know, sending your your energy out, like maybe the girls wanted their coffins closer together. I, I don't know. Um, it was definitely a theory in that time. <laughs> Another theory is from Mr. Joe Nickel. He believes it has something to do with the Freemasons. And guys, I want to get into some Freemason stuff. If, if you are one, like I know you can't tell me your secrets, but I am very, very interested in everything the Freemasons do. So Joe Nickel believes it was the Freemasons, and as there were Freemason texts mentioning secret vaults, he thought this might be one of their secret vaults where they did rituals or, or whatever else. Kind of a far-fetched one, too. Other skeptics suggest that maybe just an earthquake caused the movements. But on a, how many earthquakes do you have there? Not that many. Like, for it to happen every time that crypt door was open, That's that one's a wild one, too. Regardless of the cause, the governor of Barbados in 1819 ordered that the coffins be interred somewhere else and that Chase Vault be resealed and resealed as empty. The vault does still exist and you can visit. The photos I saw are still creepy as hell. <laughs> like It's a very creepy looking place. If you'd prefer an underwater spooky adventure, Barbados also has some shipwrecks you can dive down in and explore as well. Let's move on to Jamaica where we will visit Rose Hall Great House in Montego Bay. Rose Hall is home to the well-known White Witch, a.k.a. Annie Palmer. Rose Hall is another plantation home, which is gorgeous and stately looking. It's still standing and now hosts tours, weddings, events, and boasts a beautiful golf course. But let's get back to Miss Annie. Annie was born in Haiti to her English mother and Irish father. So Annie was white, notate that. She spent the majority of her childhood being raised in Haiti until her parents unfortunately died of yellow fever. A lot of people did back then. After their passing, she was adopted by a nanny and moved to Montego Bay, Jamaica. The nanny apparently taught her witchcraft and hoodoo. Annie later married first husband John Palmer, owner of Rose Hall. Annie allegedly murdered John 
to inherit the home. She took two more husbands after him, and they were also allegedly, allegedly (laughs) murdered by Annie as well. It's also claimed that Annie murdered several slaves on the plantation, and a slave named Taku murdered Annie in retaliation. Annie apparently still haunts the home and the grounds, so if you're visiting Jamaica, you can take a tour and try to spot her yourself. There are also photos in the hall entry of spectral figures that are said to be Annie. All right, so I have one more for you guys, and it is a haunted mangrove lagoon in St. Thomas. And I think mangroves are creepy as hell on their own without, like, their exposed roots, like, coming out of the water. They just kind of look like wispy limbs on something from out of this world. Like, they're beautiful in an ethereal way, but they they creep me the hell out, honestly. (laughs) This lagoon is said to be haunted by pirates such as Blackbeard, Bluebeard, and Mary Reed. Also, be sure to watch out for the jumbies if you venture out here. And what is a jumbie, you may ask? It's J-U-M-B-E. A jumbie may also be referred to as a duppy, which is a malevolent spirit that comes out at night. They are said to be demon-like and can take either an animal or human appearing form. A well-known duppy story is that of one in the animal form of a three-legged cat with fiery eyes and chains wrapped around its body, referred to as the Roland calf. It's said to chase people down at night and kill them by breathing hot air and fire on them. It sounds terrifying, actually. However, you can buy yourself some time to escape by dropping rice in its path. It will have to stop and count the pieces of rice, giving the person time to escape. Honestly, like, if I had to count rice, like, you guys will have a century to escape. I cannot count or do math to save my life. This cow sounds a lot like myself. (laughs) If that doesn't work, if you're not just carrying around rice to throw at a demon cow, another thing you can do is make the sign of a cross in front of it 10 times, and it will have to turn in a circle 10 times, confusing itself, but also giving you time to turn and flee. A three-foot horse is another duppy that takes animal form and kills victims by also blowing hot air onto them. You can escape these by climbing a tree. Some human forms of duppies are the whooping boy, which which appears as a boy with long hair and red eyes. He wanders at night making whooping noises and is most likely to be found in wooded areas. He kills victims by also blowing hot air onto them. Another human form is Bubbly Susan who appears as a tall woman with long boobs, like very saggy boobs that stretch down to her feet. (laughs) This is, guys, I am not mature enough for this story. So she is said to just throw those saggy boobs over her shoulders while chasing victims. And (laughs) she also kills you by blowing hot air. So she has that in common with the rest of the duppies. She just, you know, looks a bit different. You can keep her away by writing an X on your door with chalk. All exciting. (laughs) Well, that one's going to wrap up today's show. I know today was a shorty, um, but join me again. And until then, check out our Instagram at Highly Spirited Podcast. All right. Bye, guys.